Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Coming up. Doing justice to your potential. That's probably the biggest one. We forget about it. We And something big that I learned in this journey is oftentimes a lot of clients actually have not reached their potential yet because they're afraid of uncovering their true potential. I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world-leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness, and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing, and serving millions of people in person, on TV, and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. Hi, hope you're doing really well and you're navigating okay through this crazy year that has been 2020. I can't believe we're starting to get near the end of the year now. What a what a crazy year it's been. But I do hope that these podcasts have helped you in some way throughout it. And as always, I hope that myself and the guests that I bring on give you just a little bit of motivation, a little bit of inspiration to look after yourself for wellness and for self-care. And that very much is the theme for this week's podcast. We're talking a lot about wellness, a lot about self-love and a lot about self-care. So I have an absolutely wonderful guest called Lorena Falaquez and she is a Latina mindfulness life coach and she is just so full of knowledge, full of inspiration, full of spirituality and full of life and I knew that she would be the perfect guest for the podcast to particularly talk about self-love and self-care and how we can integrate this into our day-to-day life. And before Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to remind you about my 10-day face yoga course. So this is 10 minutes per day over 10 days. You are led through videos with me each and every day where you're working all the areas of the face and you also get a full digital copy of my book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, which is packed full of all of the techniques you'll find in the videos. You also get lots of skincare advice, wellness advice, yoga advice, loads of great affirmations. So if you're thinking you really want to just kickstart your face yoga and just get going by doing 10 minutes a day for 10 days, then this is perfect. Or if you already use my book, if you're a fan of my book and you just want to start to learn a little bit more about the techniques, but do them in video format, this is a great way to do it. And you can repeat this 10 days as many times as you like. You have the videos for life, you have the digital copy of the book for life as well. So if you head to my website, which is faceyogaexpert.com slash shop, it's the second one down on the shop and it's called 10 Day Course for Personal Use. And it's such a lovely course. I really hope you enjoy it. And let's get into this week's episode with the very lovely Lorena. 
thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast, Lorena. I'm so excited that you're here. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Very excited as well to finally have a conversation with you. Oh, it's just lovely to have you on. And I know so much of what you're passionate about is what well, I'm passionate about, but also the people that listen to this podcast, our lovely community or face yoga family, as I as I call it, are also passionate about. So there's so much I want to ask you and something which I really love starting with on my podcast is just to know a little bit about your story. So your journey into mindfulness, into wellness and how you do everything that you do now. Well, I think it's been an ongoing lifestyle since I was a kid. I I was talking to this for a magazine, actually, and they were asking how I keep a healthy relationship with fitness. And the way I grew up, and I'm very grateful to my parents for this, they taught me that life, like being healthy, it's a lifestyle. And that includes not only your body, but also your mind. And they're not holistic like I am. But they're religious and that's a way that it works for them. And for me, it was just, I I was always taught to enjoy working out, enjoy going to school, to enjoy life. And my mom would always say, for example, and they were strict with grades, but they would always say they're proud, you know, for good grades, but nothing makes them prouder. And then whenever we would get recognitions for best classmate or, you know, most compassionate and things like that. And so that was always something that was on my head and I'm the youngest uh, four siblings and I've always been very driven and I knew what I wanted. I've been very clear. And then in college, I reached a point where I wasn't so clear anymore. And that was a bit scary and very new to me. I remember for a little bit trying to figure out if I wanted to be a nurse or a physical therapist and Long story short, what I've always wanted was to help people. And by being a mindfulness life coach was a perfect way to do it. I love volunteering. I love health. I graduated from pre-med. I'm a clinical biologist. And I'm always reading about the science aspect of things and, you know, all the approaches, more the Western and the Eastern. And I love it. But it took a lot of me. It took me to be completely out of my comfort zone and not because I had decided it, because I had done that many times, you know, going to live in a different country, starting from zero, going to college. And well, when I went six months volunteering, completely in a minimal lifestyle, but this was just life taking me out of my comfort zone. And so I decided to take a step back and I remember just feeling disconnected. And this is why I always tell my clients that I like to take them from a disconnected dreamer into a mastering constellation. It took a lot of me. And the first thing I decided to do was, okay, let's listen to myself a little bit more. So if there was this plan and I felt like I needed to stay home for a reason, then I would say, okay, no, this is what I need to do. And be very honest, be like, this is what I feel instead of putting up an excuse for staying at home, even though I've always loved staying at home and my friends know that, but just acknowledging what I was feeling or what I was looking for, because there was something that wasn't quite right. And I started doing a bit of more yoga again. And this is when I got introduced into meditation. And it really changed my life. I started with completely only guided meditations and only five minutes a day. And before I knew it, I realized I wanted more than five minutes. Five minutes weren't doing enough. And I was feeling all of these benefits already. It was sort of quick, luckily. 
and I got more into this world and I love, I'm a, also a certified personal trainer. So I do love instructing people and guiding them into something better and something that motivates me when I'm being a fitness instructor is seeing our clients not only, of course, look better, but they feel better. And that's such an amazing feeling of them speaking with more confidence, you know, their, their eyes shine more and the way they, they move, the way they even do the, the routines, but the way they take life, it's just, it's a big change. Sometimes it's a 180 change. And that was a big moment for me to decide, okay, this is it, but not just through fitness. I want to do life coaching. And I knew I wanted something deeper. And this is when I decided to do the advanced training on mindfulness in it all clicked. This was through quarantine. And I think my biggest process started probably almost two years ago. And I've been grabbing momentum. At the beginning, it was very slow, but I really do believe in momentum. And when you start doing this, it's kind of like a snowball, but in a positive way, you know, it starts adding up and adding up. And I started listening to more podcasts and getting back into reading, which I love. And it was not only history novels, which I like, it was also self-help books and people that I'm inspired by. And then learning more techniques and even doing Pinterest boards that would expand me because these are great ways to, you know, work with your brain as well. And maybe in the last five months, I've seen, I've felt the biggest changes and that has been wonderful. I, I feel it. And lately I have friends and my husband and my family constantly telling me how they see that too. And well, that's warm and reassuring, but the best part is me knowing that I'm aligned and, and having all of these things and opportunities coming back because I'm finally aligned with what I'm supposed to do and be. <laughs> That's just amazing. And soon as you do find that passion and you're living completely in alignment and what I like to call when you're living with your hell yeses I think for so yes, exactly. so much if it's not a hell it's yeah not a hell yes it's a hell no <laughs> exactly exactly and that's so hard to master in order to just say hell yes to things and if not it's a no and I mean I'm still every day on that process but whenever I do just focus on that hell yes then everything just feels right. It's like every area of your life, of business, of relationships, of health, just seem like they're balanced and everything's just right. So I just love how you talk about that idea of alignment. And I know that something which you focus on a lot and what you teach your clients a lot is the notion, um, the concept of self-love. What what does self-love mean to you? If you could describe it, how, how would you do that? Doing justice to your potential. That's probably the biggest one. We forget about it. We And something big that I learned in this journey is Oftentimes, a lot of clients actually have not reached their potential yet because they're afraid of uncovering their true potential. It's mind-blowing when, when you are finally on the other side, you as a person and the client herself or himself, realizing how a lot of the procrastination or when you know where your north is, but you keep going a bit east or northeast, northwest, you know, you're not going exactly in the direction that you should because you're not so sure you're not putting justice into your potential. And when you are living your mission, when you're living what you are here for, then that's when everything will fall back into place. And this is a part that we sometimes 
it's hard to believe when when we're back on the other side that because everything could feel so crammed and stressful and hectic. But once you start aligning one part by inertia, a lot of other parts in your life will align. And that's when things are coming back into place. And then everything will make sense as to why one thing aligned before. But when you make justice to your potential, you, you're treating yourself right. And I really do believe that the greatest love story that you should have is with yourself. Because if you are not content with who you are or you're not where you're supposed to, and we feel that we as humans, we, we are energy. So we do feel that then we are not giving our best. And we are also not going to receive what we're expecting to receive because we're not capable of yet. And so it's all about acknowledging who you are, acknowledging what you're made of, and then doing everything around it to bring that to light. Because with that is the one way that you're going to be able to help yourself and help others. Completely agree. And if someone's listening to this now and thinking, yes, that's how I want to be, that's the way I want to feel, what would your advice be to start taking those steps to self-love? I know that something which you talk a lot about and one of the things you offer is the tripling your self-love in 10 days concept. So maybe you could sort of combine that a little bit with your answer and just tell us a little bit about how we can get started on a self-love journey or if we're already on it, how we can continue with that, but also how we can start to do that in, in a fairly short space of time. So in those 10 days. Absolutely. So that's my free ebook and it's 10 days. And the way I structured it is I notice a lot of times friends or clients when they would have too broad of an answer or and space or a space to write things into, it could be a bit overwhelming or some people would feel it as anxiety or I'm not inspired enough. And so what I did is I created questions for shorter answers, but that will make you ask yourself those uncomfortable questions that sometimes we're not ready or we feel like we're not ready, but that's the one way that we get to know ourselves. So it focuses on acknowledging your talents, on acknowledging what you love. So you do that a bit more repetitively and the more repetitively that you do, the more your brain will adapt to do that. And it'll pick up on those things and you'll faster do things and more unconsciously do things that you love. Hence, you'll be happier, right? It also makes you practice gratitude, which is very, very, very important, but in a deeper level. It's not the same. There are ample ways of practicing gratitude and it cannot, it should not just stay in, I'm grateful for this. You, you need to go a bit deeper. And so a great way to do that, for example, and this is a bit more advanced, but it's a great training is whenever you're thinking, and I always ask my clients to put three times a day, um, three things during the day that they are grateful for. Say that you're grateful for your spouse, then think how your life would be without it. And then you'll be even more grateful because you know how much value that person adds to your life, how much you love them, how much you appreciate them and why. And this is something that we can do whenever we're feeling a bit disconnected or just grateful for more superficial things. And then the other thing that I focus on is letting go. And so if we don't create space by letting go of things that don't serve a purpose anymore in our lives, or sometimes maybe never truly did, then there's no space for new things 
that will enhance our lives to come in. And we are the ones that have to create that space. And so that should be done in a physical way and in a mental way, you know, and in a good way also, again, to train the brain is to let go, for example, of a few shirts that you don't use anymore and to figure out that there are things that you don't truly need and you don't need to be a minimalist like I like to be, but you can let go things that, you know, sometimes we have five pair of black shoes and trust me, I love shoes, but we don't need all of them. And so that letting go and you realizing that you are just fine, then that will also help you realize that you are, you will be better and you will have more trust in your decisions when you let go of certain thoughts and decisions. And so that's going into the ebook, but I have three pillars. And so I work with body memos, which is understanding your body and feeling into your body. And so a quick way, and this can work for anyone who's just starting or is already doing, it's what I like to call a body scanning meditation. And so you will close your eyes, you start with at least three to five deep breaths, letting it all go through your mouth. And then you focus on taking oxygen to each part of your body. You start from at top of your head, your eyebrows, your ears, your neck, everything. And as you're going, you try to think of what are the difference in temperatures between maybe my hands and my feet, which areas are warmer than others, which areas are less tense than others. And so the areas that are more tense, you're going to want to bring more oxygen to those and focus on just decompressing. And that's a very good way of combining physical and subconscious. And then I have the planet, which of course, the more balanced that you are with your actions where you leave, the more the universe will give to you as well. And you'll receive and you'll understand what's necessary and what is not. And my third pillar is mind. And this is my biggest one. And so with this one, what I recommend usually in my first session is planning a formal mindfulness routine. And this is very important to make it formal at the beginning, because when you start practicing mindfulness into your life, it will become gradually part of your whole day of your 24 seven or almost, but at the beginning, it must be in a formal way. And the way I do it is I divide it in three sections and I do it in an hour, 20, 20, 20 minutes, but this doesn't have to be in an hour. Sometimes a client starts and they tell me I can give 15 minutes. And I say, that's great. We'll do five, five and five. And so the first five minutes, I like to do them by meditation. And this is the reprogramming that we will do subconsciously because the whole reprogramming will happen with actions and subconsciously as well, which I can get more into that in a little bit. But we'll do meditations and then I'll work on a few affirmations, which is changing your limiting beliefs into empowering beliefs, and then you'll have aligned actions. And then I, you do the affirmations. After that, you have five minutes of a stretch or a workout, and this can be done before as well. And this is great, especially for women, because it'll help you level your estrogen. And it's great to start your day by leveling your hormones. And then my last one, I always say consume. And by consuming, I mean not the media or buying, but have a good book or have a good podcast, avoid social media, avoid the news. And it can be about anything. If you like candles, if you like, or if you have an interest in candles, or if you love makeup, or if you love politics, whatever it is, the more that you consume about a topic that you love, the more self-confident you will feel because you have more knowledge about something that you're passionate about. 
And then the other way that you can do it is you would do the consumption and the meditation for sure. And then you can do journaling. So I, it's interchangeable with the exercise or stretches, but you have to sweat a little bit or the journaling. And this one is so empowering because it allows you to put your thoughts in order. And there's nothing better that you can do that to start your day. So you start your day with clarity. And so I, I'll sometimes give journal prompts to my clients, targeted to them. And then I leave spaces with no journal prompts because it's important as well that they can put their own thoughts in order of whatever is going on. And if you want to talk about your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, then that's fine. It doesn't always have to be something too sophisticated, a too big or deep of a question or a topic. And this part, you know, when you apply to a job, it usually takes like seven to 10 seconds for someone to say if they want to check your resume or not. Otherwise, they'll go into the next one. We do the same with our first one to three minutes of the day. So however you start your day will determine the mood and how you will take in that day. And it, it could be a great day or it could be not such a great day, but because you've started it in a positive way with clarity and gratitude then you will take it in a much better way. That's just amazing and so beautiful. And I'm just listening to every word that you're saying so, so carefully <laughs> because it's it's just completely <laughs> how I live every day. And also, you know, I would say how I try to live too because I think mm -hmm. all of this is such a journey and such an ongoing process. And some days it's completely how I live and other days there's parts of it I do and other parts of it that I wish I had done. But I think that that is probably an important concept in itself to understand that all of this is a journey. How much time would you recommend that somebody should take each day working on their self-love and their self-care? Because like you say, at first, when you're first getting into this journey, it does need to be quite structured. In time, hopefully it will just become part of a normal day routine you won't have to have so much structure so to speak so if somebody is wanting to triple their self-love in, in 10 days how long would you say per day that they would need to be spending really working on that mindfulness and that wellness i would say at least 30 minutes mm -hmm. so if you download the ebook because that's the route that you decide to take then you're going to need at least 10 minutes to answer those questions to think about it to do and the ebook includes a lot of things like there's a day where you're rewarding yourself and this is a topic that i love about rewarding yourself and it starts like before you even start you know writing your answers grab your favorite snack or make yourself your favorite drink i give a recipe from one of my favorite smoothies which is a very grounding one but it can be a cocktail and i talk about that then like just it's a moment of rewarding yourself because i think it's on the third day and you're already you know, you're, you're taking a bit of more of the steps. It's not just the first day, but even on the first day before you start writing, I tell you to congratulate yourself because you're taking already a bigger step. And that's a big one. And so that will take you approximately 10 minutes. Some people it could take a bit less Then you have at least 20 minutes to go with the routine that I'm explaining. And so that routine, I always advise for it to be done in the morning, but I am flexible to work it with my clients at night because at the beginning, you don't you don't want to change someone's whole structure so much, right? And so at least you want someone to finish the day in a positive way with more clarity and you go to bed that way. And so in this section, I would ask you to do to finish your day with two reasons why you're grateful of that day. And then on the next morning, the first thing that you do 
you know, you wake up, you grab your water, and then you read the two reasons why you were grateful last night, and you write a third one why you're grateful that day. And so 30 minutes can do a huge difference. Even if you were to put just five minutes like I did before with meditation, but if you can combine these three aspects of the consumption, the body aspect of it, and the complete mindful part of it, when you're going a bit more subconscious with the meditation, it will do a huge change. And going back to what you were saying before you asked the question, as you were saying, it's a journey. This is so important to remember that it is a journey and it is a process. And I have a client that loves saying, I, I like going from zero to hero. And I find <laughs> it so funny. <laughs> and I love that quote. And, and I always remind her and in general, my clients and myself, that the process is there for you to enjoy it. You know, sometimes we think, oh, the process is a battle and the process is not a battle. And this is when we have to change our mindsets and thinking the process is beautiful. This is the part that I'm dating myself kind of thing. This is a part that I'm getting to know myself. When, when you'd have dinners with yourself and, and I do go and buy flowers for myself and sometimes I go and get a coffee with myself or I decide to wake up without an alarm. It doesn't have to be something that costs money, but it's a part where you are truly accepting that it is a process and that in the step-by-step is where you'll find your answers and your light. That's just so wonderful. And what would you recommend for somebody that's listening to all this and perhaps already on that journey of mindfulness and meditation and journaling and everything that you're talking about, but perhaps there's that negative self-talk in the back of their head. So something which I've been teaching for many, many years is, is affirmations and the power of affirmations. And something yeah. I recommend to people all the time is just keep going with them because there will always be that little bit of subconscious doubt that sort of says, but this isn't true or but is do I want to say that or do I feel uncomfortable when I'm saying that? And I just say, keep going with them because soon they become your reality and they replace that, what we believe is reality of all those negative thoughts. Is there anything you could recommend to anyone that does struggle with, with negative self-talk, particularly when trying to do something like affirmations and meditations? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to give a few tips. So the first one, is the affirmations can be part of your routine or you can make them into your routine. And I believe that the best time to do them is right after a meditation because you're still in that sort of subconscious mode. And so I like to advise that you put your palms together and you warm them up. Or if you have a candle and you like to include that into your routine, then you warm them up with the candle and you put your hands on your belly. And this is a, this is a form that because it's warm, your body will take it as if you're giving it love subconsciously. So that's a big step already. And then you'll close your eyes and you'll repeat yourself the affirmations at least three times each, and then try to do that during the day. And my second tip would be that those times that we feel like you want to check Instagram or you want to check your emails, whatever it is, what that is representing is that we are seeking connection. So it's the best time to connect with yourself. That's that's a clue right there. That's when you should stop and not grab the phone at that moment or go to the email and then just put your palms together and then put them on your belly and tell yourself the affirmations. But something that I learned on the advanced training as well is that not all kinds of processes will work for everyone. And so, for example, if someone is really struggling with meditation at the beginning, well, one, let your thoughts go by because we tend to have this myth or idea 
I wrote his idea that while you're meditating, no thought will come into your mind. And the mind is a muscle. You will train it and eventually you'll get there. But it will sometimes still come up and we have to respect those thoughts. The idea is that you let them pass by and you don't judge them. This is a huge one. Do not judge them and then just go back to what you were doing with your meditations. This is your clue of, okay, I'm going back. But if it is too difficult, a great practice to do is to just light up a candle and focus on it. And this is called focus attention. So, and it's great when we have racing thoughts or difficulty focusing, high levels of stress, anxiety, or we feel overwhelmed. Even amazing exercise to just stare at it and you're going to focus kind of like what we do with our bodies, but with the candle, the changing colors, how the flame is moving, and eventually you won't be so focused on it anymore. And you do this for two to three minutes. And it's a great way to put your mind into practice because again, it is a muscle. And then maybe two to three weeks after doing this, then you can incorporate the meditations and the affirmations. And then going into more practical tips, a big one is changing our vocabulary. So first of all, we can stop saying, I need to do this, and we can change it by, I I want to do this. No, I have to, no, I need to, I want to do this. Because in the end, whatever it is, if it's our job, if it's that we have to make lunch or we have to do groceries, we're committed to it. You know, it's not a, technically, it's not a life or death matter. You want to eat, so you want to make lunch. You, you want to nourish yourself. You want to work because you want to do well in your job, because you want to provide for your family, because you want to go on that trip, whatever it is. So changing your vocabulary will really change your mindset without you putting too much effort in it. And your body and your actions will take it in a completely different way, in a much more positive route, which is very, very important. Another one is learning to say no. Learning to say no is very empowering too. And saying no allows you to be more aligned. Kind of when we pick a niche in in a business, it's very similar. So when we figure out things that are not really aligned with ourselves, or even if they're not 100% aligned, This is a great practice. If you feel that they are not 100% aligned, then say no and say why. Say say no, say very politely, say it smiling, owning your truth and owning yourself. And this will be very empowering. And without you even noticing, the universe will start bringing more of what you actually do want. So the more you say no, the universe will bring more of what you want to scream yes to. And so I said no to a big brand to do a collab, a partnership um, with positive influencers. And I'm very focused in social responsibility and environmental responsibility. And that brand, even though their clothes are wonderful, they don't meet any of what I like to call my two requirements. And I said, no. And I explained why, you know, I explained about the sweatshops and how it made me feel and all of these things. And I said, if one day this is not a part of your business anymore, then I'd be happy to speak to you again. And then I always end these conversations, which I hope this inspires you, you know, to be better. And thank you again for thinking of me because I'm grateful, you know, but just knowing what you're saying, no, and it'll make you feel good. And it's again, another exercise of letting go, but you're also bringing in a lot more when you're letting go of those things. I think that every single thing you say there is 
so, so important. And I think if we can at least take the first steps towards each of those points that you're making, then we are going to feel so much healthier. We're going to feel so much happier and we're going to be so much more mindful in the way that we live. I just think that that's so important. And of all of those things that you do and you teach, which is your favourite? Do you have a favourite wellness technique or a favourite mindfulness technique that you use for yourself? Probably my morning routine, honestly, because it involves so much. But personally, I used to have migraines, very, very, very strong migraines. And I consider myself migraine free today. And looking back and, you know, getting more into this body mind connection. And this is when I created the term body memos. I realized I got rid per se of the migraines whenever I healed a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I healed those things actually through writing and journaling has been such an important tool for me. And as I said, sometimes it'll be about very deep topics and sometimes it will not. And both are great. And if there's someone out there struggling through something, whether it is forgiving someone or forgiving yourself, a great exercise to do in journaling is writing that person a letter, but that you know that you're not going to send it is you're just letting go of all of those feelings that you feel and emotions that are going through yourself and you put them into paper. And journaling specifically has been a huge one but then again I love I love meditation and the power that it has yeah amazing I think that's great and to sort of wrap up everything that we've talked about and definitely to link to what you've just talked about I would really really like to do a sort of a quick fire round I guess of a few of your favorite (laughs) things if you're up for doing that yeah amazing so do you have a favorite book Oof. Um, <laughs> I love reading. I always say it's the little prince. I, it has such good messages. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, kids read it, but I, the more I read it, I think it's really done for adults. <laughs> but recently I read the moment of lift by Melinda Gates, mm-hmm. amazing book. Factfulness was a great book, very factual though, but really great book. It allows you to see it's 10 reasons why the world is doing much better than we think. That one I love. And then your mind speaks through your body. Amazing book too. But probably The Little Prince will stay as my top one. <laughs> I love that. And your favorite song? I don't really have one. I get neither a song or a movie. I I think I have sort of songs for different moods. So I have this song that I love listening to. And this is Spanish. It's called, in English, it would be the mermaid street and it sounds like a kid's song but it's not really and i would listen to it before every advanced physiology to test (laughs) because it would allow me to like decompress and then go into the building and take my test and i now do it actually i there's this dance i learned from my business coach to balance feminine and masculine energies and i like to call them strategic and creative energies and i use that song for some reason it allows me to let go a lot and you know to feel in tune with myself but then my favorite singer, his name's Ricardo Arjona, and he's from Guatemala. And I love his music; it's very poetic. And I love his song called "Suavecito." It would be very like smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, the lyrics are wonderful, but I don't know if I really have a favorite song. That's good. That's great answers. <laughs> and do you have a favorite color? I love gray. 
I, this is funny because I'm very lively, but I love gray. I love black. <laughs> a lot of my closets black. Purple has a very meaningful touch to my life because of someone that was very special to me. But I find that the majority of my things and the things that I pick are gray, black, and white. But when I was doing the mood board for my logo, there was a lot of like a soft pink and of course a lot of soft greens because I love nature. And that was very surprising to me. But <laughs> gray is definitely my favorite color. Beautiful. And your favorite crystal? Ooh. So I wear a crystal aura and I did not know about it before. And it helps you communicate effectively. And I love it. I'm in love with it. I take care of it. I'll clean it. I'll, you know, charge it again with the moon. And I am so connected to it. And I find it very protective. And that's been wonderful. But I also love emeralds. My engagement ring actually is with an emerald. And it's very representative of when we were volunteering in Cartagena. But that's just because of the special meaning. The aura quartz, it's wonderful. I'm so connected to it. And I'm glad that I found it at the right time. That's wonderful. And do you have a favorite season? Fall. <laughs> oh, I'm going There's into no fall now. Fall. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you <laughs> yes, have <we> are. <laughs> Do you have a favorite star sign? Not really. Now that I think about it, not really. Mm. Um, yeah. Do you have one? I'd love to hear that. <laughs> well, I'm a Pisces. Um, I am too. Wow. Are you? Oh, I love that. Oh, so I guess yes. I would have to say Pisces, really, just because it's it's my sign. Do you know what your right? moon, your moon sign and your rising sign are? No, not really. I remember trying to find it once, mm -hmm. and I didn't. My mom didn't even know exactly the date, um, the time that I was born. But yeah. lately, I learned about human design, mm -hmm. and she was like, "Well, I think it was between eight a.m. and nine a.m." So <laughs> I was reading about it, and oftentimes people are surprised that I'm a water sign. Mm -hmm. They find me more like of an, an earthy sign. And I think that that could be true. But then again, I'm, I'm very passionate as well. So it does make sense and I'm flexible. And, and I do feel my emotions a lot. So I do understand that I'm a Pisces too. Mm -hmm. But whenever I go for a sign, I usually, yeah, if, if it's for jewelry or for, you know, even for my website, there's a Pisces somewhere in there two in two places, actually. And so I would say Pisces, but that's because I'm a Pisces. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> and do you have a favorite happy place? I think, and I've been there once, but it comes up in all of my meditations and it was a very special moment. It's Zion National Park. Mm -hmm. It was just the colors and the weather that day also, but going up and it was a dream that I've had, you know, to go to, we did a, a week of camping and hiking and I remember being so surprised that I like Zion better than Grand Canyon and just how peaceful it felt. And it was a bit hard. It, it's, we did angels landing. So there are parts that you have to grab yourself from chains and, you know, you feel like you're going to fall off. And there's a sign that says, since this year, however many people have fallen down and you get a bit scared, but just the hard but beautiful path that it was. It's wonderful. And I think it's very representative of life because I remember talking to my husband as we were going up and he kept saying something that I had not noticed yet as we were going up is the, whenever you would look back, you would actually see the trail and how beautiful the park is. And that isn't always the, the case when you're hiking, 
but seeing how beautiful it was also what you left behind and this is me putting it you know like into perspective in life has been wonderful and i always say i'd love to do an expansive trip where i go and plan more of my actions my business coach does this and i always picture myself going there and then having my husband meet me again and then us camping more in other places but other than that because we've moved around so much and i do love moving around so much i've just learned to make each place homey like even if it's a corner and it's going back to myself apart from that specific place i would say just going back to my my place myself it's my happy place and that's how it should be and it's great to now understand that that i don't need to just go to a certain physical place where i can go to it mentally but zion if you haven't been there and you come back to the states go it's wonderful it's very very beautiful sounds absolutely amazing and finally i'd love to know your top tip for inner peace my top piece for inner peace hmm honestly listening to your body and it's a big practice but the more we actually learn to listen to what our body's telling us the more we'll understand what we're truly thinking or what we are holding on to and sometimes it's from years and so the body scanning it's a big one and this year for example it happened to me that i don't consider myself a stress person but i do put my stress around my neck area and this year i remember my business partner and i having to switch a lot of and this for my fitness business but having to switch a lot of the things and a lot of things came up and she had a an emergency and then i had a lot on my plate and i remember for the first time just feeling how that neck area was compressing and just getting tight and knowing this is a good time to stop and communicating and i'd say this is probably a good tip that i didn't mention before communicating how you feel it's really 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 powerful because sometimes we expect even the people that knows us so well to understand what we want and what we need but they don't and we need to communicate what is it that we are missing or we're hoping so that they can actually provide that to us and vice versa the more we understand others the more we're going to be able to give them more of what we would want to because we want to we care for these people and we want to help them and love them that's just absolutely amazing and everything you shared with us has been as amazing as that and i would love you to just be able to let us know how we can learn more about you and where everyone can get in contact with you yeah thank you so on instagram you can find me as lorena velasquez <laughs> and i know that sounds hard but that's l o r e n a v e l a s q u e and there's a double z in the end and then my website you can find it linked on my instagram but it is laura velasquez and it's www.lorevelasquez.com you'll find everything there my personalized coaching sessions um i have a masterclass coming up soon i'm starting the mind factory which is a 6 week training program for mindfulness and that one's wonderful so everyone can go there it'll start in english it starts the first week of november on spanish it'll start the last week of october so it's very soon it's coming up and you can also find me on spotify i just released my first episode last week which is very exciting to me and i'm also 
as Lori Velasquez as I am in the other platforms. And the name of my podcast is Disconnect to Connect. Thank you so much, Lorena. You have been a wonderful, beautiful guest. And I am so excited for everyone to listen to this podcast. So a million thank yous to you. Thank you. I've loved talking to you and I'm sure we'll keep in touch. And, you know, I want to next time talk more with you and hear all of what you do. And I've shared this on my page as well, how I've actually incorporated some of your routines in my morning routine. And it's been wonderful. It's really such a powerful tool of telling yourself that you love that you love yourself, whether it is just after the shower, you know, putting on your lotion but taking time to do exercises with your face or you using the tools, whether it is a roller and quartz, it really is a moment of you and you. And that's it. And it's really, really beautiful. So I definitely also recommend that I've incorporated the last two weeks and I don't think I'm stopping it. <laughs> oh, that's so lovely to hear. Thank you so, so much. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.